When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, welcome everyone to The Distraction here on Fightful.com. It is Tuesday, The Distraction Reviews. I am Jeremy Lambert, joined as always by the dapper Joe Holbert. Joe, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm happy to start a trend here. I dress up now on Tuesdays, folks. I, I look professional and formal. Um, and they, this film warrants that. Would you agree, Jeremy? This film warrants what I look like right now. Um, it says a lot about our podcast that what I currently appear to be is like professional. That says a lot, but you know, it is what it is. Um, I can't see Jeremy, so I don't know what I'm compared to. The audience can. I hope that's fun. But yes, I'm very excited. I watched this film within like, you know, the last few hours. I remember none of it, so I'm hoping you're going uh, to help me out here. I'm wearing the same t-shirt that I wear probably on every single show because I only have like three t-shirts. I'm, I'm not going anywhere, so I just wear the same three t-shirts every week. Do the load of laundry, they end up at the top of my drawer, and I wear them again. That That's living the life. That's living the quarantine life, everybody. I mean, we cover a lot of stuff on here, but I don't think we ever said we were going to cover fashion, right? So <laughs> no. people can kind of expect what they get here. It is what it is. We're never going to explain ourselves ever again after this. But you are correct. We aren't always – perhaps sometimes we should drop a surprise in. Today was my surprise, Jeremy. At some point, I'm expecting you to rock, like, I don't know, a suit, a tuxedo, for when we review uh, Money in the Bank. Um, <laughs> but anyway, that's for another day, I guess, right? I will wear a suit and tie. Uh, at some point on this program, I, I will do that. I'm not going to say what kind of pants I'm wearing, but I will wear a, a suit and a tie. The best thing is I'll never know, right? Like, I won't know. <laughs> I'll just see the thumbnail eventually and be like, hang on a second. That'll be tremendous. I like that a lot. Hopefully I'll get my actual other computer back in the next week or two. I haven't had it for a month, Joe. I've been without my Mac for an entire month. This is insane. Fortunately, it's not like I use my computer every day to do work or anything. So um, <laughs> hopefully I'll get that back and you can actually see me again. One thing you also can't see is right here in the corner. Right here in the corner. Hashtag the distraction trending worldwide right now uh, as we get into reviewing Stuber starring the great Dave Batista. Joseph. Batista is a FBI agent. His partner gets killed. He is seeking revenge. What did you make of Stuber? As a professional wrestling fan, Jeremy, I've seen some great carry jobs in my time. You know, I've seen Eddie Guerrero lead John Bradshaw Layfield to a classic. I have seen Alexa Bliss lead Bailey to many classics. Um, but today I saw a carry job as former professional wrestling star Batista led one of the most uninspired plots and scripts of all time in the history of cinema to be in what I thought was a legitimately enjoyable film. I thought Batista was tremendous in this, and I am sold. Jeremy, I am sold more than you are, and I know you are very sold. This was fine. I liked it. What about you? I enjoyed the film. I will give my full star rating oh. at the very end. We're not to, like the star ratings and the ratings come out last, everybody. True. Um, I, I did enjoy it, though. Batista, we picked this movie because I do have a crush on Batista and I wanted to prove that he is better than Triple H in all aspects, wrestling, promos, life, movies. And this this gave him the movie right here. Like he was far better than Triple H was in The Chaperone. Uh, I thought Kumail was good in the film as well, playing uh, Steve. That was Batista's nickname for him, right? Or name? Yes, Steve. Kept calling yes. him Steve. Yeah, I thought he was good. Um, and I mean, they were really the the main two central figures. Uh, Debbie from Glow. Do you watch Glow, Joe? 
Never in my life. Okay. Well, she played uh, Steve's drunk friend who he wanted to uh, hook up with, have sex with, do the nasty with. I think all those things were said in the movie. I'm so, not sure about do the nasty, but uh, there was a lot. There was a lot, definitely. I, I'm going to let you have that because there was a whole lot of range in that sense, definitely. Yeah. Um, and, and Batista's daughter as well. I thought she was very good. So a lot of good performances in this film. I mean, that's one way to sort of kind of sum it up. I, I must say, I found Steve or Stu, before he met with Batista, I was very concerned because I was struggling with his kind of comedic presentation. I've never seen him before in something. I don't think. I mean, I've seen him, but I've never, like, you know, sat and watched a film for a wrestling podcast uh, with him in it. So I was concerned initially because a lot of it was missing for me. You know, like the opening scene with him and he's with the guy he works for and it was like, okay, I need to settle in here and seatbelts on. When he got with Batista, they had legitimate chemistry. Like, my takeaway from this film by the end of it was, I'm interested in these two doing a film that's good. That was my actual <laughs> takeaway. Because the thing with this film is, it's like, there's so many just stereotypical plot points to the point where those tropes become like jokes in the film, right? Like, that's, that's when you know you've gone too far with it. There was a lot of kind of just stuff you've seen in 100 times over. But those two are great. Their chemistry makes this energetic and enjoyable I mean, it's not a classic, Jeremy, but again, I'll get to the ratings later. You should watch um, The Big Sick with him. It's actually based on, like, his life. It's not, like, full comedy. Uh, it, there's, like, drama, but it's a, it's based on his life uh, with his wife, and his wife isn't the actual star of it. Um, but it, it's really good, and that, that's okay. kind of my... I know him from uh, Silicon Valley on HBO, and okay. like he, he's fine in that, but The Big Sick is, is a... Like, that's an actual good film, and, and he's very good in it as well. Okay. I like your description of that scene like The Chaperone to me, though. Not a full comedy. There is drama in it. That's, <laughs> that's what, when you say that now, I see I see Triple H giving the speech to the bus. That's what I see. But, okay, I'll check that. Because to me, like, I'm pretty sure I only know this man from when they kept advertising this film in different ways. So, I mean, that is what it is. I didn't know. But by the end of it, he had won me over because... It, the dynamic with Batista was legitimately fun, I thought. It was good. Uh, Stu plays a Uber driver. That's how you get Stuber. It's actually the nickname that uh, his boss gives to him. Mm -hmm. And the boss, he is in American Vandal, and he's hilarious in that. I don't know if you've seen that, but that's another one for the people to check out. Uh, he's, he does season one of American Vandal. And unfortunately, he, he picks up Batista and... It's a rough day for Batista. A lot going on on this day. He's got to go to his uh, daughter's art show. He just got laser eye surgery, so he can't see. He finds out a big drug deal is going down as well with involving the person who shot his partner. It's it's a busy, busy day for Batista. Like, how much bad shit can happen on one day for one man? I must say, and I'm not proud to say this, Jeremy, and it might be because... I've spent so much of the last few months watching Empty Arena Wrestling. But there was a point where Batista was running the physical comedy with the with the um, laser eye surgery bit, right? because he can't see. He cannot see, and as you say, he hears about this, this drug deal going, and he goes out and he drives his car. And I was legitimately laughing out loud <laughs> as he, like, slammed into things. He was doing this kind of cautious run throughout the film as well, which I appreciate very much. I thought he was tremendous for the whole bit. Now, I'm going to warn the audience watching this show it may not be funny at all, but to me, on this day, it was one of the funniest things I'd seen in quite some time. I thought it was just tremendous, watching him kind of like, he was staggering with confidence. That's how I would describe it, you know, and then when he was in the car, that's just different level, right? He was a better shot than most, like, bad guys are in the film, even though he couldn't see anything. Yes. The scene in the, uh, I guess it was the vet office, uh, mm -hmm. like, he wasted those dudes, and he was half blind. Yeah, he needed, like, assistance, right? Because Stu was, like, hitting them with something so he could hear where they were as yeah. I gauged what was going on. That was an interesting approach to it because he was really trusting Stu's arm there at that point. Um, and Stu did have a good arm, right? I don't think he – when he knew what was the importance, what was on the line, he was pretty clutch, right, Jeremy? He was pretty clutch. Didn't miss any big shots uh, down the stretch. And then Batista was in like – by the way, I have no idea what Batista's character's name was. I don't know if you do. I'm going to just call him Batista the whole time. That's how uh, I feel comfortable. His name was Vic, but yeah, we're just going to keep calling him Vic. Batista. Vic. I have no memory of this. <laughs> I, okay, I'll take your word for it. Sure it was. Vic. I, yes. I don't know if 
I remembered this or it's because I had Wikipedia pulled up and I saw that it was Vic. So. It was definitely that one. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way. I, in fact, now that I think about it, there was a moment at the end with the phones, right, where it said his name, I think. I don't know. I can't recall, but they may have shown it when they were setting up his Uber profile, which was also pretty funny, right? We had to like kind of pose for a little picture there for yeah. his Uber profile. That was also tremendous. <laughs> um, so the the movie goes on and to where again his partner his partner dies and he's seeking revenge. That's pretty much the overall plot point yes. of the movie. We do get the the big twist where I guess the head of the FBI is like she's the mole. Um, and we find that out pretty early. Yeah, and then they and like then they do like the bigger twist, reveal. right? It's not done as like like it's revealed as though we didn't know, but we definitely kind of know. Yeah, right? or did I misunderstand that? No. That was strange. I thought that that was strange as well. So what happened when I was watching this is it gets revealed when they do the phone call or they do the text of like, oh yeah, text them that that he's dead, and it goes to her, and then like that's the reveal. But then they do the reveal again later on to Batista, and he's like, "Wait, yeah. you're you're the mole or whatever." Or I guess when she shoots um, the the one person, I guess that's like the reveal when she shoots that person. Yeah, who does she shoot? The guy in the vet. Yeah, yeah, the guy yes. in the vet. Um, yes. So I guess like that's the reveal. But yeah, we already knew that because of the text message, and I had actually missed like the text message bit, and. Uh, I was watching with, with my my mom, dad, and, and my wife, and they're like, "Wow, yeah!" Wow. I made them. I literally Family made them thing. watch this movie. We were sitting. Uh, it was Sunday. I celebrated Mother's Day this past week because UFC and WWE want to run this weekend on the actual Mother's Day. So I was like, "Ah, okay, I'll come over and, and celebrate a week early." And so we did that, and like we're just sitting around doing nothing. And I was like. I got to watch this movie Stuber for this podcast we're going to review. Do you want to watch it now? And my, like my dad's kid couldn't find anything to watch. He's like, all right, fine. We'll turn it on. So they turn it on for me. And of course, like I'm the one not paying as much attention as they are apparently. Cause I'm taking notes and stuff. And I, I missed the, the reveal bit there. And they're like, yeah, they revealed that earlier. And I was like, well, that's lame. Like, why would yeah. they reveal it earlier and then, like, try to set it up for this reveal? So, if you missed the reveal on the text message, this actually was kind of a big surprise. But if you saw the text message reveal, a like, that whole – the whole twist was kind of flat. I wonder if – and I don't want to talk too inside baseball here, Jeremy. We are, to be clear to the audience, we are writers, right, Jeremy? We've produced many motion pictures in our time. Um, at the end there, okay, when it's, like, revealed to Batista – we see a flashback to when she shot Leon, I believe his yes. name was, which was the – Now, I wonder if all of the other shots we got were also supposed to be flashbacks. I don't know this because, again, I was not involved in the making of this film. I want to make it clear. <laughs> but it was weird to me that that one wasn't shown to us and was used as a flashback. But the other ones we just saw. But we, <laughs> we see her shoot the bat. We see her get the text. So, to me, there was no surprise. Um, but perhaps then it was done this way so we could root for Stu – to make the actual save, right? Perhaps that's the actual line of thinking here. Stu runs her over with the yes. car, and I don't think she's dead, but that was the last we saw of her. I think she's dead. Okay, you, you think she just died after that? <laughs> yeah, it was pretty pretty high-paced run over there. That was pretty violent. In fact, this film is... I don't know what I was getting myself into, because I don't think I've actually watched any of the ads I mentioned. I just see them. There's a lot of ads on TV, and I don't think I've watched any of them, okay? But I see them. And for some reason, I thought when I read the plot of this, when we spoke about it last week, like, I expected it to be pretty lighthearted, and it was. But there's like some the action down the stretch there. There's a violent fight going on, right? Batista's getting whooped. Guys, Stu's staring on with a gun in his hand. And well, I don't know how this came across to the family. I don't know if this was a good family occasion <laughs> movie, Jeremy. You'd have to tell me that much. But I was expecting it to be a bit more like... Um, for a younger age, I guess. There's some racy dialogue too, right? Especially from the boss you mentioned earlier. Yeah, well, my family that I watched with, they're all older than me. So it's not like I had <laughs> like a 10-year-old in the room watching this or anything. Uh, I, they kind of knew what, what they were getting into pretty early okay. on the film. Um, there is down the stretch that the final fight scene is very good with Batista and the guy that... Did you have any emotion during that fight scene, like, oh, Batista needs to get this revenge on this guy for killing his partner. 
No. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to say I had emotion. What I will say is, considering what this film was and what the first you know 80 minutes of it were before that point, they did a good job of making me like my interest levels peaked, and that is about as good a compliment as I can give because you know there's only so much I could care about the, the end point here. But they did kind of sell me on the idea that Batista was in actual danger, which is about as good as you can do, right? Because we kind of all know where it's going to end up, and that's just the way it works, folks. But, you know, they, they sold me on it. I wouldn't say I was emotional. It sounds like you were, Jeremy, and I'm, I'm happy <laughs> to hear that, but I wouldn't say I was emotional, no. I was emotional in that this dude just had a really shitty day, and I wanted it yeah. to, you know, come to a good conclusion for him. Yes. Because... Again, everything that I mentioned earlier, he went through all of this stuff, and now this guy's trying to kill him. I'm just like, man, it'd be really nice if he just like disposed of this guy, had a happy reunion with his family and his new best friend Steve, and everything, everything is well. And I mean, fortunately, that's what we we did end up getting. What did you make of the final scene where Steve and the daughter are dating now? Well, look, I must say, there's a lot of stuff in film that. People that are smarter than me can spot a mile away, and I can't. However, I will, on this occasion, take my victory lap and say that I was aware that was going to happen. Really? From the first time. they, You know, like, the scene where they get, where he goes to the art show, right? And he's with Stu. And, like, I could just tell just from that initial, that, like, this was where it was going. Because you could tell that Stu wasn't going to actually end up with the, the female you mentioned that he was talking to on, like, FaceTime or whatever. I just, to me, it seemed inevitable, yes. I didn't think he was going to end up with her because the oh. the, uh, the 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 FaceTime female I forget her name but we'll yes. just call her FaceTime female uh, yes. <laughs> should actually look up her name here uh, <laughs> Becca her name is yes. Becca I didn't think she was he was going to end up with Becca because you know it's a movie you could kind of see where that was coming I did not think she was going to he was going to end up with, with Batista's daughter though I did not see that coming when and to tell you the truth. When he comes in and, you know, he opens or she opens the door and then Stu is right there and he puts her, his arm around her and he gives her a kiss. I thought this was a rib. I was like, ah, the ribbon Batista. Like, it's like, aha, look what we just did. Like, hey, Stu's here as well. We're making you think we're dating. But really, it's just, hey, this is Stu is also here with me. I didn't think there. I was waiting for it to just I was waiting for the big haha, we got you type thing. I didn't think they were dating. No, no, because you were supposed to think that Stu deserved better, right? That was the whole point. Like, he deserved better. He was he was looking... He Becca was screwing around, messing around. He deserved better. And then you got Batista's daughter, and he took interest in what Batista's daughter was doing, and they were having a nice conversation. It was it was all perfectly set up. So you're telling me you didn't even see it coming when he was walking into his daughter's house, and he was like, it's Christmas, let's go see her. You was just thinking Stu was going to be able to swear. That's tremendous. I'm no, no, I like I figured Stu was going to be there. Okay, but I right, thought yeah. it was going to just be like, hey, pal. yeah, Stu's yeah. here as well, and like that's what I thought it was. I was, I found the the, the scene where um, Stu like said his real feelings to Becca to be fascinating because to me it was always strange that she was like using him, right? And in this phone conversation, it was just like a mutual, like, no, I just misunderstood you. No problem, Becca. Okay, we'll move on. Like, she, there was this, there was a line in there where he he explained himself, and she said, "Wait, so you didn't have the courage to tell me your true feelings, but I was supposed to know all along." And he was like, "Good point." Anyway, guys, it ways, I guess, right? I was like, I actually, I admired that. It was not what I expected. I thought she was going to be very mean when he had that phone call. Men and women are not mind readers. Uh, you find yes. that out very quickly in relationships. And if you don't learn this, then relationships can be doomed. So uh, you got to tell you got to tell your significant other or the person that you like. You got to tell them these things because they they just don't know. And I admire that both of them handled that like adults. And it wasn't a thing of like you should have known this. I should have known that. It was just. Yeah, you're right about this. All right, let's agree to mutually part here and move on. Very mature. Now, this film was released when, Jeremy? This is recent, right? Very recent? Somewhat yes, recent? Yes, it was in 2019, actually, so just last year. Was I imagining it, or was it framed that this was like taking place in 2015? Because there was definitely some mention of that year, and I noticed Blake Griffin jerseys were right They were right. <laughs> At the Staples Center. That was my little basketball pull from this, and I'm pretty sure someone said 2015 at some point. 
Uh, I didn't catch the 2015 oh. references, so I, I will take your word for it that that, that was a thing. But it yeah, because was... I guess like the Clippers' evidence alone means nothing, right? There's still probably Blake Griffin jerseys wandering around the Staples Center when this stuff's going on. So they yeah, re- I'm with you. They retired his jersey next to Martin Luther King and Obama and, and Gandhi. Wow, incredible statement. Um, do you not look, remember this? No, I'm just saying like when you say it in that <laughs> form, well, that is an incredible piece of just English, right? Um, look, I I hope Stu heard your advice a minute ago. You know, where you said about, you know, mind readers and all that. Because Stu needs to follow up on this, right? Because Batista, not the dad that I want to be dealing with. If I was yes. in Stu's position. Um, because they've been through a lot. I'm aware of that. They're pals. But, like, this is shaky ground they're on here. This is very dangerous territory for Stu. See, this is why I thought it was a rib. Because <laughs> I didn't think Stu wanted to get involved with with this. Like, he knows the the kind of man that her father is. Like, why yes. would you want to? Why would you want to do that? to yourself they have like a hellacious fight too right like yeah in the store i, I knew they were gonna squabble but my good god that was a real fight they had there this is where batista got the idea for the wrestlemania bit where the nose ring gets ripped off because he gets fish hooks thrown at him and stuck in it and uh stuck on his face and he's got to yank him out so I, i'm convinced that's where the uh the nose ring bit from the triple h match came from <laughs> I'd forgotten they had a match. So <laughs> How um, could you forget that classic, Joe? It was fine, right? Was it bad? Was it really that bad? I can't remember. I'm, I'm I, not d- I don't remember anything of it, but the nose ring and Batista falling as he tried to get into the ring. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I do remember the fall now. Did he come out in a limo? Yeah, he came out in a limo. I don't oh, think his okay. pyro went off for the intro either, which was very disappointing. That was his last match, correct? He made it clear that was his last match. Yeah, he needs to come back and do another match so we can get a proper. He doesn't even need to do a match. Like, just come back and do a, do a promo. Just do the entrance again. That's really all I care about. Yeah, I mean, he there's a place for him, but he always had this fascination with doing. And I don't know why this was, but like he had a fascination with that being his last match against the babyface Triple H. He's mentioned this a lot, and when it happened. People were surprised, and I was like, no, you don't understand. This is literally what he's always wanted to do. Yeah, he... Why that is, I have no clue, but he did. He wanted to do it very much. I mean, the way he tells it is he's like, Hunter put me... He he calls him Hunter. Hunter puts me over, uh, you know, throughout my whole career, the WrestleMania match and all that stuff. He's like, got to return the favor, brother. Got to put that young guy, Paul Levesque, over. <laughs> yeah, exactly that. That's definitely <laughs> what he's thinking. Um is he actually younger than Batista? This is an interesting fact I was pondering here. Because Batista is older than we think, right? Because he yes. came into wrestling late. Do we know if he's older than Triple H? Like, was he actually putting a young guy over and doing that? I sense surely not, right? Uh, Batista is, I'll look this up. Batista's 51. Okay, this is, this Triple could be H, an actual stat. Triple H is 50. So he did put the younger guy over in his final match. <laughs> That is incredible. <laughs> Dude, Batista is three years older than The Rock. That's wild, right? That's a strange one because Batista started getting rolling after Rock had already left and done the Hollywood deal. So, anyway, this has nothing to do with Stuber. Stuber was good, right, Jeremy? It's a good <laughs> film. I enjoyed it. I, <laughs> but, yeah, it was good. I liked it. I'm going to pull up my notes. The first one oh, I have sorry. is potentially my favorite scene in the movie and it's the opening scene where the dude is hanging on the balcony and batista just picks up a table and tosses it over the balcony and he hits this dude with the table that was tremendous <laughs> that whole visual was tremendous like he was like dropping from one to the next right and doing all this cool stuff and then batista just dropped the table on him. <laughs> yeah that did rule you're right what about there was some wrestling moves in here right there was there was a clothesline definitely there was definitely a clothesline at one point um, on, like, the raid he did. I don't know if it, there was a spine buster, maybe, or a spear for a wall. That was it. Yeah. Man. There was a spear for a wall. There was nothing else. No Batista bomb. So does it even count? That's my question. No Batista bomb. If it was, if there was a spine buster, it wasn't, like, a top form Batista spine buster. So I'm not even sure that I can count it. Um, Batista, he's also an MMA fighter. You gotta, you gotta remember this. This man is an undefeated MMA fighter, so he doesn't need to be using a ton of wrestling moves. What is a top form Batista spine bust? Like, how high does his best form rate upon, like, the greatest spine busters? Is it an elite spine buster? Am I missing something here? 
I feel like it's good. I know it's you know elite. What? Who? I don't know. Besides Arn Anderson, like who has a better spine buster than Batista? Everyone else that does Arn Anderson's <laughs> spine buster, they all do because it's Arn Anderson's, right? Surely. Yeah, but Batista's that's like... one is more like the Rocks, right? Where like he picks the just legs straight up and down, right? Am I missing something here? No, the, it's not the Rock spine so buster. Insulted. It's Batista's spine buster. <laughs> I'm trying to recall what Batista's spine buster even looks like. You seem very high on it. Wow, I'm, I thought I'm missing stuff here. Okay, I'll take your word for it. It's an elite spine buster, <laughs> and it, it's not in here in that form. Is your point? Right? Yeah, it's not in it's, here. It's not the the elite Batista spine buster. It would have ruled if it was in here, and we were still having this conversation about me not remembering it. This <laughs> podcast currently is me trying to recall things that Batista did, which is certainly an approach to reviewing his film. <laughs> films have you seen jeremy that's what i'd like to know because i've only seen he was in the james bond film where he's like just a mute heavy and he dies and it's, it's fun um and he's in obviously the you know the marvel deals i don't think i've seen any others have you i'm sure you've seen them all right i've seen all the guardians of the galaxy i've yes. not seen the avengers movies i've seen the first two and i guess Ow. they get yeah i haven't seen like endgame or whatever the one is before Endgame, I guess. Um, I'm not like a super big comic book movie kind of guy. So Infinity War. Infinity, Infinity War. War, okay. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen okay. that one. So you went to Guardians of Galaxy 4 Batista. That's correct, right? I heard it was good. Vin Diesel's voice is also in it. Big Vin Diesel fan as well. Yeah, which, you mentioned. Yeah, <laughs> which I'm sure will shock everybody. Um, and, and I do like uh, Chris Pratt. Is it Chris Pratt? Chris yes. Pratt, yeah, I, I do like him as well. So, yeah, I, I've seen the Guardians of the Galaxy films. I've not seen the Avengers. What, as far as other Batista movies, I don't know. I have to look up. Like, I'm sure I've seen them. I just probably don't recall them. There's a new one, right? Because it's on buses over here. It's a big deal. It's on the side of buses, Jeremy. That doesn't happen. The distraction's never been on the side of a bus in, <laughs> in, my, in my home. Give, Give it time. time. Yeah, people do come up to me. <laughs> There was a guy who came up to the other day and he said, are you the guy who's in Batista's film? And I said, no, no, I'm not. I'm reviewing it, though. And he said, oh, that's it. Yeah, he got confused. It happens. But, um, yeah, I was just wondering if Because, I mean, to me, here's the thing, right? We just talk about Spinebusters, you know, and the elite form and that. But, obviously, the Guardians of the Galaxy, is, oh, they're both better than this film. Is that, a, is that a hot take? That's a fair statement, correct? But that's like, a fair statement. He's not the centerpiece, right? Like, they're not running the offense for him. Right. right? In this, he has the ball in his hands and he's closing the game out. It's cool. We have some co-stars, clearly. Like, he has some guys playing defense and stuff. But it's his team. And I thought that was a fun kind of experiment to watch play out. I guess the movie... Are you talking about My Spy? Is that what's on buses yes. over there? Okay. Yes. It's on buses. It's a crazy <laughs> country. I live in here, Jeremy. It's a crazy country. Batista drops a film and it's like... It's a big event. But I don't know if anyone's going to go see it. I'm probably not. But it is on buses. I wanted to make it clear. I haven't really seen too many Batista films. I have seen Heist. Um which he's a part of but it's I, disappointing i don't have this is very disappointing see the problem is this really was his first movie of all right as you said batista's the star of this show like yeah. every other movie he's been in he's just kind of he's been a role player he's coming off the bench maybe he's a starter fourth option or something but like this movie he's the number one option um, I'm not going to go see Batista be come off the bench. Like that's not the Batista that I want to see. I need this guy unleashed, unchained, walking alone in these films. I thought he was doing the lyrics to his song there, but he wasn't, <laughs> was he? That there was some lyrics there, right? Or did you just not intend any of that? Uh, the walk alone was certainly intended, uh, unleashed okay. and unchained. I that was just. That was all ad lib, Joe. That's what a professional does on this podcast. Because <laughs> I was thinking this song must have changed. I didn't. I was very. I thought he was really going on that on that <laughs> channel there. But yes, um, no, I'm with you. I, you know, it's it's disappointing and frustrating when you see a star of Batista's level coming off the bench. You know, being like some sort of scorer off the bench spot. You want more than that. You want him running pick and rolls and kind of just dictating how things go. And I think if this was his first, I mean, this is not. I feel like that's not a fact, right? I feel like we're we're assuming this is his first time in this kind of a role, okay? That's, that's what I'm saying. Before anyone corrects me and messages me some film from 2016 or whatever, if, if so, I thought we did a very, very good job. Batista is, like, genuinely charismatic. Now, in wrestling, as you know better than me, Jeremy, charismatic is the most overused word in the whole industry, right? Like, a guy just, like, moves a little bit funny, and we go, wow, he's a real charismatic guy. But Batista is actually charismatic, like, in real life. And it showed in this film, I thought. 
Batista Batista can carry these films. It was nice to see him get this opportunity and it's led to more. He's doing this my spot. I do think this was like because I'm looking at his IMDB. Like this is the first big movie he's been in where he was the star. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There might have been some, like, straight-to-DVD okay, stuff, but... Hang on one second. Big movie. Is this a big movie that we claim in here? Are we saying it's big by comparison to what we've reviewed This was so in far? theaters? Like, th- this True. was an actual... Yeah. Let's see what this movie did. I have yeah, more to say about this I feel like this, should, this, this is a thing you shouldn't do. In your argument, this is big. I feel you shouldn't check the numbers. <laughs> but you're going to do it, and we'll hopefully... You know, hopefully we'll uncover something like we did with Triple H. Um, but this seems like a dangerous move on your part. It made its budget back, okay? That's all you okay. need to know. It made its okay. budget back. <laughs> yeah, I, I was concerned there about big, but you're right. I mean, by comparison, like I think I said this when you mentioned watching it, and I, I Googled it, and it's like, it looked like a real film. You know, that's probably the problem for us. It's like, I don't know your overall, take, again, ratings at the end here, Jeremy, but both of us thought this was fine. And it's almost too professional and safe to, like, poke fun at. Right, like some of these films, the main event, for example, we had a lot of fun just kind of analysing and debating all the silliness in that. But this is like it's a real film, right? It's pretty cookie car. There's not a lot of new ideas in it, um, but it's a real film and it has Batista. Can we really complain? My answer is no. It did double its budget worldwide. Oh, so now you're showing off. Now, I, you're, now I, you're bragging. <laughs> I do think this was a big film. Okay. <laughs> What a statement. It, it did double, it double its budget, which we don't know the budget, by the way. You're just telling us it did double the budget. No, the budget was $16 million. It did $32 million worldwide. That's not terrible. I mean, that seems fine. But when, initially you were just telling us it did double the budget. That could be anything, right? I mean, <laughs> $1 budget came in with $2 million. <laughs> <laughs> Big film, folks. I mean, it's got actual, like, stars in it. They're not, you know, scraping yeah, like uh, the voice of Lisa Simpson to, to do the film Like, here. his partner. Who played his partner? She's a big deal, right? She's an actual actress, I feel. Or yeah, actor. Uh, Mira Sorvini. Wait, the oh, partner no. that dies? Or... Yes. Yeah, the partner oh. that dies right at the start. Doesn't have uh, too many cameos. Yeah, Karen, Karen Gillian. Thank you. Yes, yeah, like, it's a real film. We can confirm that much, right? Yeah. It's a real film. <laughs> Now, Batista, there's some silliness in it, but it's all intended to be that way. And I can also confirm that, unlike The Chaperone, it it was a film that I actually laughed at. Now, granted, The Chaperone may not have been intended to make me laugh, but I was convinced it was. So <laughs> if this was, in, in fact, a comedy, which I'm pretty sure it was, I laughed. I, I, thought, I think I laughed an embarrassing amount at Batista just like sort of wandering around with no eyesight. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> uh, I have some notes here that... Oh. It just must okay. get to. Um, okay. Oh, when he's in the car and, you know, Stu is making conversation. I did, do you know, do you take Uber, Joe? Do you use Uber? I mean, some, not right now, but yes, <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> I, uh, sometimes I'm not an expert on it. Some people are very, you know, they're very, they know their, their process. I'm not that guy. I'll just fire it up and I'll end up, you know, making some errors. But yes. What, did, what's you know, the question? did you know it's etiquette that, like, if you sit in the front seat, that means you want conversation? I, to be honest with you, I have never, ever known that was, like, a thing. But it is something that I have followed without realizing it. Because I have definitely sat in the front when I was willing to have a conversation and sat in the back when I wasn't. So <laughs> I wonder if that's a real thing or the writer of this film just did the exact same, like, thing that I do and put it in the film. Which is cool with me, either way. But it makes sense, right? It's, it's logical. I didn't know this was an actual thing. I usually just sit in the back because I don't want to talk to anybody. So, but... <laughs> anti-social, Jeremy, right? You should know in future, in future in the front, right? Can we agree on that much? No, not in the future in the front. In the future, I'm not going to take Uber at all. Social distancing, True. Joe. True. Now you make a good point. You put it that way, I made the error there. You're correct. I remember, here full circle moment here, Jeremy. I sat in the front of an Uber at 6 a.m., because I had stayed up to watch WrestleMania, which included 
Batista's match with Triple H, but I can unfortunately confirm that I never brought up that match when talking to my Uber driver. So, <laughs> which would have made it a better story, I grant you. But yes, she's just good little advice. There's some, there's some nuggets of truth in this film, and that's all you can ask for, right? Stu asked them how much he benches, which is a fair question. I was waiting for him to ask how big his uh, dick is, and he didn't. And I was hoping we would get the answer on Stuber and. Stu did not answer, ask the question, unfortunately. How inside a joke do you think that is? Is that something that, like, because I know we haven't got, like, a huge show here. We're not exactly on, like, terrestrial TV, but everyone understands that, right? It's big enough to be, like, a wrestling community thing, I assume. It is, right? Yeah. Okay, good. Well, I'm not going to get any further into it then, Carol. <laughs> <laughs> there was a wrestling reference in this film. Did you catch it, Joe? No, absolutely not. Do you remember the two girls who got in the car and Batista scared oh, them Andre off? Oh, Andre the Giant. Yes. Um, yeah, they no. called him yes. Andre the Giant. I didn't think this was a proper... Do, do these girls know who Andre the Giant is? Like, I didn't get that they would know who Andre the Giant is off of this. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, because what happened was he ordered a pool, right? The Uber was... So these two pull in, they get in to, <laughs> to share this Uber ride. And Batista, like... I mean, he doesn't tell him to leave. He he gets pretty fired up, correct? Yeah. I don't have the exact quote. I don't have notes like you do, Jeremy, in this case. <laughs> but he was pretty aggressive, and it got poor Stu a one-star one rating because they said the, the Andre the Giant-looking fellow shattered us, I think was what they said. So, yes, I agree with you. It was a nice reference, but it was the kind of reference that any wrestling fan would be insulted by anyway. Probably should have left it out. These girls were like 15 or 16. I, I don't think they knew who Andre the Giant was. Like you could have gone with, oh, the big show. This big show looking guy just shattered it. They should have just said Batista. This guy who looks like Batista. Gone real inside with it. I love that you was like, these young girls wouldn't know Andre. They should have gone with more someone more relevant <laughs> like Big Show. And I was going to say that, and I thought, he actually probably is more relevant than any rest of the day because he has a Netflix show. right? <laughs> I guess he is more famous. But yeah, your Batista would have been, that would have been perfect. This Batista looking guy just throwing us out of the Uber. <laughs> They went inside elsewhere with the, oh, this isn't the movies. No one dives in front of uh, a oh. bullet and can't shoot the tires out and all this stuff. And, of course, they did all this in the film uh, later on. So they could have just thrown in the Batista reference there. A little wink and yeah, nod. Yeah, that was the thing. Like, I, that, I love when like, they used so many tropes in this film that it became a part of the comedy, right? It was like... Oh, what else are you going to say that happens in the movies? And then it all happens, which I, I assume was like a long played out joke. Um, was you caught off guard legitimately before they made it obvious he was going to do it, that Stu did jump in front? Or did you see that coming from a mile away that that was going to come back and be an actual thing in the film? Yeah, I figured it was going to be an actual thing okay. once, once I was they stunned. made the joke. <laughs> I was Obviously, when they broke it down in slow-mo and they showed him, it was like, okay, he's going to jump. But it, again, I didn't expect the conflict at the end to get as heavy as it did. Like, it became like an actual fight to the death, which caught me off guard. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that was cool, I guess, right? It, it awarded your attention, Jeremy. Now, you as a note-taker, I did like your, your statement earlier was, they were seeing everything, and I was taking notes, so I missed stuff, which is just... <laughs> that says a lot about how good we are at this process, right? Like, you were the one actually trying to study the film, which meant that you was missing more stuff than they were. So, I don't know if you... I'm assuming you got all that part was on board, right? You knew what was going on there. I did, but just didn't see it coming at all. I learned that, like, if you try to take notes during, especially television, like, wrestling, it's a lot easier because nothing actually happens in wrestling. But if, if you try to take notes, like, watching a television show, you've either got to rewind or you've, like, got to watch it again because there is stuff that you'll just end up missing. It's actually awful, right? I mean, I don't want to make anyone feel sorry for us here for, for watching Stuba. I did not take notes for this. I did for the chaperone. And, like... If you do it in short, shorthand, like quick notes, when you look back on it in, you don't know what you're talking about anyway. Oh. So it's just an absolute mess. Here's here's a perfect example of this. I have a note of Samoa Joe Triple H store fight. I, I understand the store fight. I'm pretty sure the Triple H reference was the, the pulling out the nose ring. I don't know why I wrote down Samoa Joe during this store fight. Did I someone do a no Samoa? Idea. I, even if they did a Samoan drop, I wouldn't think Samoa Joe. Like, no. Why did I write down Samoa Joe for this Thor fight? Wow, I honestly have no clue. 
There was no muscle busters. I know that much for sure. There definitely wasn't one of those. I would have noticed. <laughs> was there a Coquina clutch? I. I Would don't... you have wrote Samoa Joe for like just a real naked yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I, I wrote down this thing for, for some reason, and I have no idea why I wrote down Samoa Joe. Concussions? Someone get a, someone go through a table and get a concussion? Maybe I have no so idea. People, someone went through a table, definitely. That seems like a deep cut, though, man. Jesus, <laughs> that's like... That, that would have been tough. You could have just put concussion in the time yeah. of Samoa Joe. <laughs> Yeah, it happened anyway. My, my shepherd on my phone, I have, and if you uh, DM me with an offer of money, I will send this to you directly. The exact note section I used to review the chaperone, Jeremy, that's an offer I'm making that clear. I have like legitimately about 400 words, and I know what none of them mean. Like I just, I'm just writing stuff down, and then you don't realize, obviously, that when it comes to about this, none of this is useful anyway. Um, I would love to know, though, what Smojo meant. I will, hopefully, you can uncover this at some point because gonna... that is tremendous. I'm going to have to go back and rewatch that scene and try to figure out why I wrote down Samoa Joe while these guys were having a store fight. Yeah, I mean, it's something I do when I'm taking notes. Anyway, like, regardless of what I'm watching, I'll put a Samoa Joe in there somewhere just to make me happy. <laughs> but it seems like you were doing it for a reason. It's not something you do regularly, right? That's what I can from gauge from this. No, I, I don't just write down Samoa Joe unless something triggers. Oh, I remember it. I remember it now. Okay. You know when Kumail jumps off of the thing, he's like swinging or whatever, and he jumps, and Batista just turns and walks away. The Samoa oh. Joe, yeah, that's what it is. That's. I mean, I, I must say, Jeremy, that is a deeper cut than the table concussion ever would have been. <laughs> that is a ridiculous, to the point where there are people watching this show that are like, I have no idea what he's talking about. I get you, yes. There's a high spot, and he like walks away from it. Like, yeah. Oh. Okay, so that that's, was good, yeah. That's why I wrote down Samoa Joe for that note. The mystery has been solved, ladies and gentlemen. You can all rest easy uh, tonight knowing uh, why I wrote down Samoa Joe in my notes during this store fight. I thought you may have just been fantasy booking. You try to have a new WrestleMania match with Triple H. You think, who could he actually beat reasonably? He was like, well, Joe's injured a lot now. Joe could do it, right? You know, I thought you was just kind of veering off into different but yeah, yeah. I, that's an impressive one i must say that's the next uh cinematic match joe and triple h in a store look the one thing we don't need to be doing is talking about cinematic matches when we discuss actual films <laughs> it's it's already one challenge but the cinematic matches that's a whole other we saved that for thursdays and even then we're going to try to battle against it okay it's going to clear now but yes that is tremendous i like it a lot um, that's pretty much all I have from my notes. I didn't take a ton of notes because apparently I miss everything when I do take notes. Uh, it got deep. You mentioned that, like, the, the big fight scene where I don't know why that popped you so much. <laughs> because I love the, I love after everything we've discussed and we got to, like, I don't know how far we are into this time wise, but I love that we're, we're here. We've just discussed your Smojo and now you're going to drop the. <laughs> It got deep at one point. Yes, it did. Yes, Batista's a bad father, and Kumail yes. is just yelling at him for just being a terrible father. Yeah, because if they were doing the the deal of like Batista thinks being a real man is not showing emotion was the deal, right? And then you know he was explaining to him that's not the case, but then he had to tell Stu to like you know say his true feelings. They both learned from each other. I wouldn't describe it as deep. Um, but yeah, sure. I mean, if that, if that were, you must say it was impressive when he showed up to the art of deal and he was like, he was talking about art, which firstly he couldn't see. And he was talking about the art that she doesn't even do. That was impressive in its own way, right? Then he overheard the conversation and he just, he, he tipped from those people. He just ripped them off and then said it to her to make himself look smart, which is a, a, uh, a very good move, a classic move that uh, everyone should actually do if you don't know anything about something. Just listen to somebody else and, and regurgitate their opinion. I've been doing that this whole podcast. I never even watched though. I'm just following along here. But um, do you have anything else to add in the deep regard? Like, you know, how deep this got and all of the great <laughs> character work in it? Because you seem like you were pretty you're pretty inspired by it, Jeremy, to be honest like, with you. Maybe deep. Fired up. It got emotional. All right? This is an emotional roller coaster of a film, Joseph. Was it more or less deep than The Chaperone? It, it was far deeper. Far. Oh, come on. No, no. You don't no, think so? I'm sorry. 
No, that scene when when Triple H is going for his musical taste and he <laughs> starts berating him about his, his treatment of her is very, very deep. I, would, I disagree. And Triple H has a tattoo that he doesn't have in real life to show how deep it is. Batista already has those tattoos, dude. Not impressed. Triple H has a fake one just to show you what he's been through. I think you need to remember that. Uh, fine, fine. The Chaperone yes. is a, a far deeper movie. Tremendous victory. Stupor. <laughs> Yes, I'll take that win proudly. Thank you. <laughs> uh, anything else from Stuber that you would like to mention? Oh, I'm going to actually just recommend it. I mean, if you like Batista, it is fun. Don't expect any interesting ideas from this film. You'll get none. The dynamic between those two guys is fun. Batista is enjoyable and actually good, I think, which is a real feat as a pro wrestler to be actually good at this stuff. And it's enjoyable enough, right? It's not anything groundbreaking. Certainly not, but... It was fun. I, it's, this is the best one we've done so far. Again, not getting into specifics. The grade will come at the end, but I think it's the best film we've done. Big Show Show, different kettle of fish. Yeah, Big Show Show. I mean, that's an entire series, so it's tough to yes. compare to these hour and a half movies. Um, do you want to get into ratings? I have nothing else to add for for Stuber oh, wow. outside. It's 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 a very good film. Very good film is what you're going with as your closing statement, yeah? Okay. I mean, I've got a rating. I will go into it more on, on the rating, but wow. I have nothing else to, to add as far as what the, the I am so scared as to what your rating's about to be. <laughs> I honestly, I'm terrified now. I'm, look, I give the chaperone a four, correct? You gave the chaperone a four. I'm going to debut not-so-fancy graphics next week, but I do have all of our ratings marked down here. You give the main event a two and the chaperone a four. What is your rating for Stuber. Well, I'm going to say a six, Jeremy, and I think oh. you're going to be very upset with me. Um, I can't give it any higher than that because it felt like a film I'd watched before and I've definitely never seen it before. Um, it felt like multiple films I've seen before. So, look, there's a limit on this. I'm going to give it a six. Five of those are awarded purely to Batista and his funny <laughs> walk. I did enjoy him very much. But there is a limit on how... Now, granted, this could be the highest rating I ever give on this show. In fact, there's a very good chance it is the highest rating I ever give. But I'm being fair here. Harsh critic may be, Jeremy. I'm giving it a six. I'm giving Stuber three and a half stars, Joe. Three and a half stars. (laughs) I forgot we was on total different scales together. (laughs) That makes it even better. Sure, it's a good match, right? Better match than my faves have. Right, Jeremy? (laughs) Bobby Roode never has no three-and-a-half-star match. I'm with it. I agree with it. Three-and-a-half stars for Stuber. And this is actually low-selling it compared to other family members. My wife really enjoyed this film. She she only does a pass-fail system. She did give it a pass. She said she would recommend this to somebody who has 93 minutes to kill. Um, my mom also very much enjoyed this film. She would recommend it as well. My dad, was a he didn't like it quite as much and this is right up my dad's alley he likes just kind of nonsense uh action comedy type things like this and he he wasn't a fan of this film so very disappointing uh rating for my dad but the the two women in my life very much enjoyed this and this is not their usual cup of tea maybe that's why they liked it so much because it's like it was something different from what they usually watch well that speaks to the film's versatility you know (laughs) maybe what we've uncovered here is that if you have less experience with this type of film, you will like this film more than you have actual experience with it. I think that's what we've uncovered here. However, your experiment, Jeremy, proves that it is fun for the family. Maybe a bit racy at times. You need to be careful. Perhaps mute the TV just for little spots there, here and there. But for the most part, it's enjoyable. It's fun. If they like Batista, they'll like it more. I have no idea if two women in your life like Batista, but they should. <laughs> they should like Batista. Right and um, yeah, I think we all recommend it. Other than your dad, I don't know if he recommends it. Seems like he doesn't, to be honest. But that's his problem. He's not on the show right now, as far as I know. <laughs> Again, I can't see you. He may have been watching this whole thing. But as far as I know, we all involved recommend the film, and that's all you can ask for. I don't think any of them knew who Batista. I mean, my wife does, uh, and she's seen Guardians of the Galaxy. She knows he's a former wrestler and stuff. Did not live out his glory days like we did. Uh, when he dominated the World Wrestling Federation. Okay, so to them, was this more Stu's film than it was Batista's? Or no, was he no, still no. a show? No, they came away with the impression that Batista, and this is the only correct opinion and impression to have, is Batista should just be in every movie until the end of time because he's amazing. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much time we have, and I'm not going to make even a debate of it. I'm just going to say it. Batista is the greatest wrestling movie star ever. Take that, Dwayne. Take it, man. I'm, I'm throwing it out there. Now, granted, you've told me he only has one film where he's a star of it, which makes my case even better, because I've only seen one of them. He only has one, and I thought it was fine. Thumbs up from me. I'm pro Batista. Congrats to him on the award of being Joe Holbert's best wrestling actor ever. He's the Pete Dunne of wrestlers going to Hollywood, where he only has, like, one or two matches a year, but they're great every single time, all two of them. And so okay, people are just so like, who is The Rock in that case? Uh, Seth Rollins? The Rock just does, like, 300 movies a year. Some of them are good, some of them are bad. Wow, so what you're saying is, so <laughs> let me make this comparison clear before 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 we lose everyone, okay? So what you're saying is, even though Pete Dunne has less matches and Batista has less films, he has a higher quality yeah. than Seth Rollins does or The Rock in, in Batista's case. That's a feat. I, I like that a lot, actually. There you go. I'm, I'm going to put That's that true. in the uh, bio. Why Batista is Pete Dunne and, Seth Roll- and The Rock is Seth Rollins. Honestly, at this current time, there's no greater insult than saying someone is Seth Rollins. So... <laughs> Credit to you for just absolutely slamming the rock. He's never going to come on here for it. You know that, right? He's never going to say JL and JH, how you doing? And talk about AEW with us. Never going to happen. So you've blown it in that regard. I think Luckily, I blew that. I don't think we had a chance. I, think yeah, I don't I, think we had much of a chance. I think I blew that weeks ago when I, I called him out for his opinion and said his opinion does not matter. And the, oh. the tweet went viral. And yeah, he didn't respond to me and being. I didn't get the the rock tweet of just like, haha, I was just kidding there, JL. Have a good one, brother. Didn't get keep that killing tweet. it, bro. Yeah. <laughs> keep 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 killing it, bro. See you on them news rounds, bro. JL, <laughs> keep killing it. Great stuff. The rock's awesome. I know he is. Does he watch AEW? Of course he watches AEW. <laughs> Who are you asking, huh? JL, of course he does. Titan Games is coming, Joe. Do you watch Titan Games? Did you watch season no. one? I saw the headline because wrestling sites wanted to cover this news because apparently it has some relevance to, like, it's on at a, t- a certain time that wrestling's on. Is this what I gave from all this? I saw is this it? Oh, notes. it is on. It is on Mondays during Raw. I'd yeah. much rather watch. I'm going to ask Sean if I can be like, uh, can I just watch Titan Games and I'll write up any news from that instead of watching Raw? That was the first time I'd ever read the words Titan Games. So is this a new show then? It's not, I assume. No, it's, it's season two. Season one was fun if you like kind of reality. If, if you like American Gladiators type stuff, this is that, but 2020. So what does The Rock do on the show? He's just the host. Oh, okay. I thought yeah. it was like he's like brainchild or something. He invented some kind of genius. Oh, I mean, he like it is. He's the producer and like this is all his ideas and stuff, but he's also just really the host. Like he doesn't compete on it or anything. Tyron Woodley is competing this season. So is uh Dasha Fuentes from AEW or Dasha Gonzalez. Tyron Woodley and Dasha Fuentes on the same show is what is a hell of a feat. Right? I don't know. I didn't expect you to go there. Tyron Woodley I don't know what they do on this show, but I would assume he's good at like almost anything that requires athletic ability, right? He's pretty. I don't know how good Dasher is. I'm not sure. I genuinely don't know. Maybe I'm missing something. But I will never watch this show, but I may <laughs> like retweet a funny clip from it. So just watch out for that, folks. Also, I just want to remind everyone, uh, Jeremy, just to be clear, that note section is very much up for sale. I want to make it clear to everyone. Um, I don't have this is the key though. I don't have one for this film, but I I can make one. Rewatch the film, make one, if the money is good enough. That's the other thing I'm putting on the table. The big show show, I will not do notes for, but if you pay me enough, I will come on a Skype call and discuss it with you in great detail. Uh, that's my closing statement. But yes, I recommend the film. I think that's what I was saying. Folks, we will be... We've got to pick a movie for next week since we don't actually do this off air and actually have a plan or a schedule and we just decide on air, hey, do you want to watch this next week? Sure. What would you... I picked Stuber because I wanted a Batista film. Do you have something in mind for next week, Joe? Yeah, I do. My brother has said that he wants the full-time job as my film um, picker and collector, and he has said that next week we are watching No Holds Barred. Okay. So, seatbelts on. I've seen the film before. I assume you have too. We both know what we're getting into, but I think there will be a lot of comedic outlets as we look back at that uh, hit, hit film. Cult classic, I think they call it now. A cult classic. That's I don't think I've seen that film in like wow. 20 years. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. It's been 
I, I really don't think I've seen it since like, and I realize this isn't, it's actually more than 20 years. I don't think I've seen it since like 1995 when I was a Hogan fan in WCW and I was like, I got to watch all these Hogan films that he did. And that was probably the last time I watched it. And then he turned to the black and white and you never, you never looked back. Yeah. Man. He like turned a, his back on world championship wrestling and you said no more Hogan films for me. I didn't even watch the three ninjas mountain movie. Cause I was so disappointed in him joining the NWO. I was like, I'm not giving this guy any more money. Get out of here. But Mr. I Nanny, I'll watch Mr. Nanny all day long. I think we're going to go through these Hogan films, for better or worse. He's just, <laughs> he's peak wrestling acting because he's just terrible at it. And I'm, you know, I assume that was intended by the people making the films. He didn't intend to, I don't think. But <laughs> I think everyone knew what they were getting themselves into. So, yes, no, I was barred. Um, I like, by the way, that our on air stuff is us being professional discussing these things. And off air is when we actually talk about wrestling. I like that kind of. <laughs> That's where we're different, right? That's where we're a contrast. We don't talk about wrestling on the shows. We just format our programs, which I think is fun. It's different, right? We will talk about wrestling on Thursday. Yeah, sorry, buddy. Um, Thursday is our actual wrestling show. Again, if anyone new watching this, we appreciate you watching or listening. Tuesdays, we review... What was that face for? I'm just imagining someone who's new to the show watching an hour of us talk stuber and just being like, this is great. I love it. What are they talking about next? That's an amazing thought to me. But yes, carry on. Uh, Tuesdays, where to sell the program there, Joe. Uh, Tuesdays, we review movies starring wrestlers. Thursdays, we talk actual wrestling and Saturdays is the TEW series. We do have part three, the final part of the draft this Saturday where we pick uh, picks from the past. What, what, what's the trademark we have going? Um, picks from beyond. Picks from tribute beyond. tribute to war games, right? No, the, the, the picks beyond. The picks beyond. That's it, the picks beyond. Yeah, we got to make sure this is correct once we follow this trademark so we yeah, can sue yeah. people for using it because it'll definitely sure. be uh, used by other companies. Um, the picks beyond, we have that on Saturday. And then next Saturday is the actual start of the series where we will be playing through TEW, booking the World Wrestling Federation 2020 version with people from the past and today. Um, and I think that next week we will, we will be reviewing No Holds Barred. Thursday, we'll talk Money in the Bank. We'll talk uh, Becky Lynch being in Hollywood. Um, and I don't know, maybe I'll reveal the breakdown I had on Raw, during Raw, where I DM Joe 500 things about just everything going on with, it, with Raw. What a show that was, folks. Maybe we'll discuss that on Thursday, but we will talk wrestling on Thursday. Joseph, where can the people find you? Plug any of your future. You actually have features coming this week. Yes, apparently so. Um, I'm out of retirement, folks. I'm back. I'm covering. Uh, well, don't worry. I'll, I'll get to the lab. Follow me on, jo- on Twitter, Joe Holbert Five. I will tweet the links when they come out. It's too. It's far too complex to explain <laughs> now, Jeremy. Right? The layers are too too deep. But, um, yeah, and DMs. I'll say again, the DMs. Money offers, very much accepted. Okay, Times are tough. Just come in, say, I want the note section about this. I want an article about this. I will do it for money. It's a very, very simple system here, Jeremy. Um, now, reviewing films is a different thing. But again, price makes everything. Also, I do want to say, this weekend's show, as far as the draft and all that business, the best one by far. Would you not agree? Like The trade market is electric this, yes. this weekend. So that is exciting. Look forward to that. Yeah, it's not just our picks from beyond where we pick uh, five people from the past or present to add to modern day WWE. We do get into some deep, serious trade negotiations. And look, that that's can't miss audio or video, whichever you prefer, uh, as far as I'm concerned. You you really get behind the scenes of what it's like to, to be a general manager on of the World Wrestling Federation. Yeah, it's a great... It's a great uh, piece of symbolism on, you know, kind of the, the power of emotion when talking about these things, Jeremy. Would you not agree? There's some very emotional decisions are made, and we'll let the audience decide which, what those are and when. Um, but, yeah, that's something to look forward to. I think that's actually good content for once, which is good. Right? I'm, I'm proud of that. I think all of these shows are good, Joe. Let's... <laughs> Sure. I mean, look, you, you rated Stuber higher than me. I guess you rate the distraction higher too. So, yeah, I'm with it. 
Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Jeremy Lambert, 88, Fightful.com, FightfulSelect.com. Sign up. We got uh, news from tonight's Impact Wrestling, if that's something that interests you. Joe's very interested in the Impact news that, that Sean dropped today. We got exclusive interviews, extra audio, all that fun stuff that you can check out. And again, use the... Where's my? There we go. Use the hashtag the distraction right there in the corner. It's still trending number one worldwide. And we will talk to everybody on Thursday.